Worldwide Podcast, talking all things NFL. Now here's your hosts, Woot and Why. Hello, and this is the Woot and Why Show for our 2017 season preview and Super Bowl LII prediction. Which I'll translate as the official Roman numerals transcriber for the Woot and Why Show, Joshua, uh, is 52. Super Bowl 52 this year in Minneapolis. Yeah, it was only yesterday. It was 51. Lunar Bowl. The Lunar Bowl one. Speaking of that, Lunar Bowl 2. Tickets are on sale. Uh, if you're interested in that, check our Facebook page and Twitter page, and uh, or just head to Luna Bowl, uh, Luna Bowl, LunaParkVenues.com, and uh, you can check that out. Uh, please buy tickets. It's great. Yeah, they don't they don't have um, Luna Bowl II, do they? We don't have that. Not yet. Not yet. We'll, it's a great I'll idea. get it sorted. I'll we'll get, get that. Sorted. We'll get that cranking. But uh, as you said at the top of the show, it's our 2017 season preview. Um, if you missed our AFC and NFC previews, we dropped them on the weekend. Please check them out. Very funny. A lot has changed in the last 24 hours just since doing those. And even at the top of the AFC show, we said we wait until the very last minute to do these because there's, there's too many changes. But just over the last sort of 12 hours, uh, TJ Ward signs for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, solves their safety concern, which was the main talking point for our Tampa Bay preview. Yeah, terrific. Yeah. Just so yeah. we're going to re-record the entire edit. No, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a big win. Where that dedicated it's a big win for the Bucks. Um, that was a huge weakness in their defense and their secondary. And TJ Ward's that hard hitting box safety can really help them. In saying that, it's not going to change any of our predictions too much. No, I no. don't think TJ Ward is that much of a difference maker for an entire team. No, it didn't throw our entire projections and models out at all. Uh, all right, well, let's get let's get straight into it. It's short, sharp, and sweet podcast. It's showtime. Let's start with the AFC North. And Josh, who have you got as your division winner in the AFC North? Uh, I'm going to go out and I'll limb here <laughs> and go the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm also on the same limb, and I've also selected the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the easiest divisions, I think, to pick. But in saying that, it's always a pretty competitive Division, but I do think Pittsburgh have vastly improved over the other two contenders uh, this year. The, the team that's improved the most is the Browns, obviously, but still way too far away to be in division contention. Mm-hmm. Do you think the two competitors for Pittsburgh in Cincy and Baltimore have actually improved? Uh, I think Cincinnati definitely have. Oh, overall, it's it hard because you, you take out Whitworth and Zeitler, but then you add John Ross and Joe Mixon. It sort of evens out, and you get William Jackson back. So I think since he have improved a little bit, but Pittsburgh have improved a lot more. I think getting Martavis back, getting Joe Hayden. Um, they just got J.J. Wilcox as well after that T.J. Ward signing in Tampa. They they traded for that. So I think Pittsburgh have got a, a lot better, more so than anyone else. All right. All right, all right. The uh, AFC South. Who do you have? I think we're on the same page again here. Uh, yeah, I've got the Tennessee Titans. I think... Just too steady across the board compared to all the other teams in the South. Too many flaws at, uh, you know, Jacksonville at the quarterback position, Houston at the quarterback position, and and the offensive line, and the Colts. Just too many injuries um, at the moment to key players, and then their defense is uh, shocking. Their roster, half of their roster did not was not a Colt last year, which is a massive change of uh, personnel. 
Is that that bad though? No, no, it's great. I think it's good. It's flipping the roster. Chris Ballard's just and and, and we went from the twenty ninth oldest team a, a week ago to the fifth to the fifth youngest team in average age. So there you go. Uh, I think Ballard's doing a good job. It's not going to help us this year, and the Titans will win. But I think next year and beyond, a healthy luck and no Pagano, Tennessee, look out, we're coming back. Bit of luck and no Pagano. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, no. Obviously, I have gone Tennessee as well. Just too many weapons. Yeah. They just look far more complete than any other team. They built their offense right because you build your offensive line first. They hang around a lot longer. They, they, you know, the good ones, their careers last a lot longer. And then you can add your weapons and you can get productions out of your rookies, out of your Taylor Taylors and your Corey Davis in their first year. When you've got protection, it helps. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're a good team. I think they'll probably easily win the division. Yeah. All right. Uh, the AFC East. Now we'll say spoiler alert. The, the previous two divisions we said were easy. This is a piece of cake. It literally is a cakewalk for New England to just cruise in the division. I on if they didn't trade Brissett, they could they could win this division with Brissett with their roster. In all all things considered, it's pretty much a a cakewalk of a of a division. The only team that that can beat them on their day, maybe away down in Miami is Miami, but that's that's about it. Down in Miami is Buffalo. That would have been weird. <laughs> Buffalo beating New England in Miami would be weird. Yes, but no. Uh, New England, complete cakewalk. Yep. The, um, the Dolphins are the only team that I think will be remotely competitive. Yep. And the Bills and... And the even Jets, the, nothing. Yeah. And even the Dolphins, I'm really concerned about their secondary at all, as well. So it's their burnt toast in the back end there with with your guy, your guy uh, Brian Maxwell. Well, guy. Your guy. Uh, Please don't say he's my guy. <laughs> AFC West. Now, this is where we differ. Finally, we have something different. Um, I'm, a, I'm doubling down on my Chargers love from last year. Um, I feel like no Mike McCoy, um, stronger running game, uh, Anthony Lynn on board. Health, healthy defense back, Jason Verrett back. I feel like they can win the division. Good little stadium in Los Angeles. No, no San Diego curse. They've suffered less injuries this year. See, it's it's slowly going away. The curse. I'm going the Chargers to win the AFC West. Well, they couldn't have more injuries, so it wasn't you know just all right. Natural regression, nerd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I to be honest, I like your prediction. Um, you know, we both we both. Really like the Chargers, um, so I'm not going to fault you for doing that. I still have them making the uh, wild card spot. You do. Spoiler alert. Um, but I have the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're a, a very well-coached team. I think that Tyreek Hill, um, despite not having the kind of track record that... Tr- track record. Track... Did I stutter? Track record that Macklin did. Um <laughs> Uh, the more will still be an improvement on what Macklin offered last season. Yeah, I true. think he um, suits what Alex Smith does, which is, you know, literally roll the ball off his fingertips and have someone just catch it and run with it. And that's exactly what Tyreek Hill is. He's just an yeah. acceleration machine. So I think um, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, it's pretty much going to be those two. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Um, you know, try to name a whole other group of wide receivers. I think it's going to be those two and quite a few uh, dump-offs and screen passes to Kareem Hunt. Who's shown he can handle it. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, and Char Kendrick West isn't the kind of running like just a running back to sneeze at. He is more than capable of being a backup. Yeah, exactly. He, I think he's a fine backup. I don't particularly like him as my starter, but when you need a, a breather from your starter, Char Kendrick's fine. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I know Spencer Ware is gone, but I mean, Char Kendrick West as a three is terrific. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they used to split carries early on. Remember? Yeah. yeah. So I think I I like him just because they're well coached. They have you know. They have a good team both sides of the ball. And, I mean, I'm still a big Andy Reid fan. I'm not going to go as far as um, a certain analyst who... Today. Oh, boy. Hot take today said that uh, he's better than Bill Belichick. Because that's just stupid. But he does have a great pedigree and he is a terrific Don't coach. do Andy drugs. Uh, as long as he gets his clock <laughs> management right, we'll be fine. Yes. No more five-minute, two-minute drills, please. Uh, all right, so you spoiled your first wild card being the Los Angeles Chargers. Mine's the Oakland Raiders. I think they are the uh, wild card team. I don't think they'll win as many games as they did last year. I think they overachieved. But in saying that, they have a, a stout offensive line. Marshall Lynch there. I am still concerned about the back end of their defense, but... Uh, I think they're Off still the good enough. Yeah, yeah, I uh, still think they're good enough to uh, be a playoff team this year. It wouldn't surprise me, given the division that they play in, that they missed the playoffs entirely, because you just never know with Denver and the Chiefs. Uh, and then you've still got Cincy and Baltimore as, as well there. So anything can happen, but I have Oakland uh, as the number five seed. Okay. Well, you know I disagree with that. And you've already mentioned the Chargers as yeah. why you have them winning the AFC West. And I'm not too far behind you for my expectations of the Chargers. I just like the Chiefs that slight bit more. Yep. Who's your uh, sixth seed? My sixth seed, which this is a team that you disagree with, despite yep. your love. This is a hot take. Mm, so I have the Colts making the sixth place. Oh, hot, 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 hot. <laughs> and the, other, and the uh, other spot in the uh, AFC playoffs as the uh, the second wild card I don't know I just like him I don't think I think luck like, when he comes back he's not the kind he, I don't think he'll rush back so I think when he comes back he'll be right hmm. um yes the offensive line and everything's still a problem and yep. the defense I, is a bit when he shaky. does when he does come back if you think down that line of thought Ryan Kelly should be back before him Fonte Davis should be back as well, and the rookies they play on defense. By the time Luck is back, they should be more accustomed to look, playing. Look at you go! You're just selling my thing. Oh no! Oh, yeah, and their hardest games on the schedule are early. So I. So the games they possibly could have lost anyway. Yes. Are early. Yep. Mm, fair enough. That's that's a good point. Well, that's why I have them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, and Luck's a good quarterback, and you know his weapons are still there, uh, despite Dorset being traded and becoming an elite Did superstar. You say Dorset was a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is now. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Congrats on Philip Dorset for making the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah, uh, New England. No, but congrats. I, I think the AFC across the board just isn't that strong, so the Colts making it isn't as bold as it may seem. Yep, nah, I get it. I've got the Baltimore Ravens uh, making the playoffs. I really like their defense. Their safety pairing and secondary is really good, provided Jimmy Smith stays healthy. But Do they make it if Mallet has to play three or more games? Oh, no chance. No chance. Uh, this is obviously assuming health of Joe Flacco and his back. Back injuries are nothing to sneeze at, asked JJ Watt. But uh, I think their defense is good enough to carry them to win games, you know, 17-14. 
or you know, fourteen ten or twenty to seventeen, things like that. Their defense is going to be hard to score points on this year, and uh, I think they're good enough to make to make it as a number six seed. All right, moving on to the NFC North, and this one's a no-brainer for both of us. Wow, look at so I've just I've just gone ahead and looked at our selections and didn't realize how similar we actually were. Yeah, again, <laughs> so very very similar. Green Bay winning the North. Uh, they're the kings of the North. You just took the line straight off my tongue. Did I? Oh. You did. Thought you were going to knock me for the line, but no. But you also, um, just until we started recording, had them spelled Green Bat. Yeah, I spelt uh, I spelt Bay wrong. I hit the. To be fair, T and W are next to each other on the keyboard. Um, why would that matter, T and W? Oh. <laughs> T and Y. What did I say, T and W? <laughs> wow. T and Y. Yeah, to be, fair, yeah to be fair, to be fair, T and W are three keys apart. <laughs> that means, <that's laughs> unrelated at all. Uh, uh, but yes. <laughs> wow. That's uh, terrific. Just spelling out my surname. Anyway, and, yes. And, and the white, we but, yeah. see Green Bay as having yep. not as much of a cakewalk as some of the um, AFC teams, but we do see them quite easily winning that division. Yeah. Best quarterback in football. It's a no-brainer. They're built to win to win games uh, in the regular season. It's just whether their defense can help Aaron Rodgers in in the in the postseason. Yep. Um, Nelson, yes, he's one year older, but he's also one year removed yeah, from finished, his injury. Finished the year strong. Uh, Ty Montgomery isn't just learning the position halfway through a season. Now he's had a full off season. He is the man at the running back position in Green Bay. They've gotten Martellus Bennett. Devante Adams now knows he's the number two, two. wide receiver there. And who wouldn't want, honestly, Randall Cobb as your third? Like, yeah. they're just... That's fine. They're being greedy, pretty much. But I like it. Yep. Yes, the defense still has question marks. Massive holes. But, but they do have some strong pieces still on defense, and I think they'll do enough. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers is there. Yep. Uh, NFC South, we both have the Atlanta Falcons. We don't expect uh, too much regression from them. We like their we like their young defense uh, getting better, getting Trufant back, brand new stadium this year. Obviously, the loss of Shanahan is going to hurt a little bit on offense, but as we said in our NFC preview, Matt Ryan's a good enough quarterback to retain a lot of that information and, and carry on a lot of that scheme, and then they can implement some new stuff from uh, Steve Sarkeesian. I yeah, I, I I don't pretty much I pretty much don't have anything else to say. I I do see them yes regressing, and um, Shanahan will be. Sorely missed. Yep. But still, like in our NFC in our NFC preview, we did mention that you know these quarterbacks that Shanahan was coaching um, as a head coach were young and they weren't nearly as experienced as Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan should be able to take more of his play calling and things on board, and you know, um, be able to pretty much adapt to um, to Shanahan's loss. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, the NFC East, we both have Dallas, but I really struggle with this division. And as we did in our in our previews of each division, is we talked about sort of the ceiling and floors of each team, and we had what we called either or games, where it was games that we could see going either way between the two competitors. And the NFC East, nearly every game between those two the, those teams was an either or game. And these division games are going to really decide who wins. Um, I'm banking on Zeke not serving the full six games, so I'm thinking he'll be back a little bit earlier. 
Um, so I think Dallas will win the division. I, I rate Dak Prescott. I know it's easy to say he plays behind a start offensive line and with Zeke, so it makes his job easy. Yes, it does, but he still makes the appropriate reads down the field and has insane ball placement. So I like the Dallas Cowboys to uh, survive the early weeks without Zeke and with some other suspensions and, and come home strong and win the division. Yeah, and the NFC East has been notoriously known that um, winners don't re- repeat. Yeah. So, did they... Sorry, did the, have the Cowboys won the last two? Yeah, I think they're the first... They were the first since In, in a long, long, long time. 60, yeah. No, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was 1990 or early 2000s. Um, yeah, so three years in a row is nearly unheard of. And you can... You wouldn't be overly surprised if any other team in the division won. You just wouldn't. I have them... If you listen to the NFC um, preview, I have... I'm pretty sure I have Dallas at 9 and 7 and the rest at 8 and 8. So... No, no. Washington won in 2015. So it hasn't been done. There you go. Yeah. See? No one one repeats. It's been a long, long time. I forgot about that that Washington season, by the way. The last Washington season I can really remember is the RG3 one of a good year, but... 2015, it was a it was a rough rough division. Nine and seven, sneaky was good year for Washington. Nine and seven division winner, but it's been a long, long time. There you go. 2004 was the last time. Was it Philly? Philly, yes. Four in a row. Oh, McNab the McNab years. The McNab era. Yeah, but see. lost NFC Championship game three years in a row. That's just brutal. Don't bring it up. Sorry, man. Sad times. Oh man. That's rough, but getting to three NFC Championship games in a row is still very, very good achievement. Yeah, but not really good enough. No. So, <laughs> True. anyway, no, but, but that that is even though it is, you know, it's it's kind of just a silly, it's just a silly historical piece of data. It's still like a hoodoo that you know hangs over teams' heads, mm. and they're like, "Oh my god!" But no, no team's done this since two thousand and four. Yeah. If that starts, you know, getting brandished around, like, oh, you know, Dallas might win the division for the second year in a row, yeah. it might, it might be just something that just weighs on them. Yeah, I could see any four of these teams winning the division. Wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. No, you Washington can... less likely, but they're a team that I just can't read at all. So it's hard for me to really. I just I struggle to read them. So if like if Jordan Reed stays healthy, Kirk Cousins, Terrell Pryor, Crowder, Josh Doxson. That's an offense that, if they gel, looks great. Yep, it looks great, and their defense, who knows, might go on and might might. They're, just... they're solid. They're not. They don't have any massive, massive holes, but they don't have really any need. massive strengths either. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. It's yeah. A tough one. Uh, NFC West a lot easier. Uh, Seattle, uh, as we said in our preview, just strong defense. Uh, Russell Wilson's getting better and better. He's healthy. That's a no-brainer. They'll win the division. The question does come down to what seed they are, uh, and this is where we differed a little bit in our seeding. You had uh, Green Bay as the number one seed. I had Atlanta as the number one seed. You had Seattle as a two seed. I had Green Bay as a two seed, and then I had Seattle as the three seed. So we had the same top three, just in different order, and then we had Dallas as the fourth seed. Uh, anything on Seattle before you give us your uh, first wild card? No, they just... I think that they look like they're getting back to their um, uh, roots. Yeah, their roots, but I'm trying to think of the word. Their, mm, I don't know, their persona. They're it's, they're getting back to you know what made them their identity. 
Identity. That's exactly what I was. Look at. Bing, 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 bing. Beep, beep. Double pistols. Shoot them again. <laughs> uh, yeah, their identity. That's that's who they are. Strong defense, ground game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number one wild card. My number one wild card is the Carolina Panthers, who have a great schedule. Yeah. Especially early on. And we all know that once Newton gets on a roll and everyone feeds off his confidence, they look the goods. It's a good way. And I can see that happening. And with the the McCaffrey dimension added to this offense, who knows? That might be their missing piece. So, yeah. Uh, I've got Carolina as my number six, and I agree with everything you just said. And I probably regret having them at six now because I, you know, didn't realize how easy that schedule was until we looked at it. We, we go week by week rather than team by team. And when you look at their first eight weeks, they could really start off a lot better. But I definitely see them making the playoffs. I think they're a playoff team. Um, it's just great to cheer for a white running back, McCaffrey. Get behind <laughs> him. It's just what a time. Um, you know, the next true hope after Denny Woodhead. Uh, my number five seed is the Arizona Cardinals, who, uh, spoiler alert, you have as your sixth seed. Oh, so we have I the really, same. I really wanted to say that myself. Sorry, we have the same uh, six teams in the NFC playoffs, which is funny because it is there is a lot of teams that you can consider as playoff teams. Yeah, so we see as the NFC is the more competitive um, of the conferences, and yet we. <laughs> yeah, we're more in agreement for the NFC than the NFC. Yeah, which is strange. So I think any one of these teams uh, we could see making it: the Giants, Philly, Tampa Bay, uh, even to a degree Minnesota and the Saints. Um, I think can also make the playoffs as well. So it's it's a tough to pick, but we end up settling on the same here. Carolina's schedule really comes into play, and I think this is the last hurrah for Arizona with the, the Palmer Fitzgerald combo. Um, so it's kind of their, I think their window has closed, but it, it's still just there. It's don't you tiny... wish they got, don't you wish they nabbed Mahomes? Would have been nice. Uh, I think Blake Bortles is a target to watch low key for next year for Arizona. Uh, yeah. Arians liked him apparently. So, and Arians made, made Blaine Gabbert look like a competent backup again. Are we getting back on Gabbert this year? No. Okay. I know. I'm I'm shaking my head. All right. I'm off Gabbit now. You're off Gabbit. I am. We did choose our time wisely for that. All right. So let's let's go through our playoff bracket before we get to some award winners. Uh, the AFC wildcard games. Uh, Josh, talk us through your uh, your games. Yeah. So I'll have um, the Colts at Pittsburgh, and the. LA Chargers at Tennessee. I've got the Baltimore Ravens at the Chargers and Oakland at Tennessee. And in the NFC, I've got Arizona traveling to Dallas and I've got Carolina facing Seattle. And mine are Carolina at Dallas and Arizona at Atlanta. All right. So who do you have advancing for your AFC and NFC divisional games? All right. So I have Pittsburgh... Toppling the Colts at home, yep. and I have the Chargers beating Tennessee on the road. On the road, Ooh. yep. So then the AFC divisional games for me are Pittsburgh going to Arrowhead yep. to face the Chiefs, Sounds and familiar. the Chargers going to New England. And the NFC, NFC. I have, <clears throat> I ha- sorry, I have 
Dallas at Green Bay. Yep. And Atlanta at Seattle. So you have Atlanta beating Arizona. You had the home teams winning in mm-hmm. the uh, NFC. All right. So I have in mind, I have Tennessee victorious over Oakland. So they'll play New England. And then I also have the Chargers beating Baltimore at home as well. And I have them traveling to Pittsburgh. And then I have Dallas beating uh, Arizona at home, and then Seattle beating Carolina at home. So I have all the home teams winning. How predictable and boring. So we have the same four teams in the NFC Divisionals. We just different sides of match-ups. the draw. Yep. Yeah. So I have, yeah, Tennessee at New England, uh, Chargers at Pittsburgh, and then I've got Dallas at Atlanta, Seattle at Green Bay. So who's in your AFC and NFC Championship games, Josh? <sighs> so not not a not super... Controversial. I have Pittsburgh at New England. Yeah. Which seems to be kind of so a, rec- a recurring thing now. Yep. They are, to me, that. I mean, even though Pittsburgh are my third seed, they still. Those two teams look like they are the best two teams in the AFC. Yeah, I think. I think they're clearly. You know, New England are on their own separate tier, but if you were putting an AFC into tiers, I think Pittsburgh would be on their own tier again, and then you'd have the yeah. rest. Um, so. I definitely agree with that. And then your NFC? Yep. I have uh, Green Bay beating the Cowboys at Lambeau and Seattle beating Atlanta in Seattle. So then the NFC Championship game for me is Seattle at Green Bay. Ooh, bit of a rematch. I think that last, that onside kick was Green Bay at Seattle, wasn't it? Beautiful. All right. I have Pittsburgh at New England as well. I think that's just, I think that's easy. I think you could pretty much pencil that in. Before it's balls even played, um, Pittsburgh at New England. It just seems too easy. Um, it feels like those teams are destined to play each other again. Hopefully Le'Veon Bell doesn't get hurt early in the game and we can see a full, healthy Pittsburgh offense against New England. Um, and then I have Seattle beating Green Bay on the road. Uh, I just can't see Green Bay's defense doing too much. Then I have Seattle at Atlanta for a rematch from last year's divisional round. Um in my NFC Championship. So we have uh, one different team, um, but, you know, still Mm. not not the worst thing in the world. Mm. So what's your Super Bowl matchup? Okay, my Super Bowl matchup is both the home teams of the the, uh, conference championship game. So it will be Green Bay and New England. Finally, we get it. It feels like we've... That's all we want. We've been wanting this for like four years. Since the start of the pod, I think. Uh, I've got Seattle at New England as a rematch. Uh, I think Seattle topple Atlanta, and uh, I like to and see... And people will be begging for the New England-Atlanta rematch, and you've just denied them all. Yep. And, but a Seattle-New England rematch would be fine, and uh, I'll go ahead and announce my game. I think Seattle will run it in from the one. Eddie Lacy. Fat Eddie. And, and Seattle win against New England. Do you reckon they definitely would run it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you don't run it with Lynch, why are you running it with Fat Eddie? I don't know. But I'm I'm getting skipping ahead to our bold predictions episode. Imagine, he, imagine they tried to pick play again. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Um, but no, I've got Seattle versus New England. Um, do you I, have New in England seri- winning? I have, in all seriousness, I do. I, I do probably think New New England win. I honestly think 19 and 0 is a real possibility for this team. Um, I just think they're just so far above and beyond any other team in the NFL right now. Uh, you know, top three quarterback, even at age 40 in the league, best coach of all time, great defense, you know, good offensive line coach. Yeah, it's just all come together. 
Brandon Cooks, Rob Gronkowski back. It's just, yeah. <sighs> Mate, they're on fire. Yeah. And as much as I think um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to have a terrific season, yep. when it gets down to crunch time, just the Pats have been there so many times. Yeah. They just know what to do. experience. It's mm-hmm. just the halftime adjustments of Bill Belichick. Like, you can be up like, 28 to 3. It doesn't matter. Like, the guy just... Yeah, him and Josh McDaniels and Brady, the three of them between them, just heads together, and it just it's hard to beat. Poor Patricia <laughs> gets no love. I know. Does he do any? He wears cool shirts. That's wears cool it. shirts. Puts his cap backwards. Sticks a pencil behind his ear. Yep. Even though we use Microsoft Surface pads now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Let's move on to some uh, some awards now. Uh, who do you have winning the NFL MVP this year? Um. We just mentioned, uh, I just mentioned how good of a season I think the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers will have, and I do think that Aaron Rodgers will prevail as... Jay Golden, pony boy. The NFL MVP for 2017. Yeah, I've gone down a similar timeline to you in that I think the NFL MVP will be the quarterback for my NFC representative in the Super Bowl, and I think Russell Wilson, healthy Russell Wilson this year, I think he puts it together. Do you reckon we're just going to make to be, feel stupid when just Tom Brady wins it? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's 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 easy to to just give it to Tom Brady, and it probably will be likely to be him. But with so many weapons and sharing around, maybe Gronk might steal some attention away. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to put up. I think stats. you'd need. I think you'd need to play sixteen games to win it, and I don't think Gronk can do that. Yeah, true. I I also think Russell will have a lot of uh, a lot of. Stats, rushing and and throwing stats. So, I feel like New England could get up to early leads, and Brady just sits out second half, or even sits out a few games down the back end of the season. It might have hurt his chances. Yeah. Okay. So, offensive player of the year. So, just a little side note here: we are picking a player that isn't our NFL MVP. So, offensive player of the year that isn't Russell Wilson. I'm going to go with. Antonio Brown. Yep. I just think... I, I do see the Pittsburgh Steelers having a terrific year, and with Martavius Bryant, I think uh, there'll be less double teams or less attention shown to Antonio Brown, and um, I want to say a nice, healthy, relaxed Le'Veon Bell, because he hasn't done much this offseason or preseason or anything besides try to start a rap career. Did you see that recently? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I liked his lyrics. I just didn't like the execution. And yeah, no, nah, it wasn't staged at all. Definitely not staged. Yeah, definitely not staged. Yeah, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown. I think that he has a good year. I'll go David Johnson, and I'm only doing this because I own him in a couple of fantasy leagues. So just believe in him, and I just want him to. So you're just doubling down. Yeah, I'm just all, all chips right, in on David Johnson, freak. Defensive player of the year. Who you got? I've got uh, Joey Bosa. Actually, um, I think this is. Yeah, I thought he exploded onto the scene last year. We get a full 16 games out of him in Gus Bradley's defense opposite Melvin Ingram. I feel like he's going to be a machine. Um, and I, I feel like the sack record's a real possibility for him this year. Um, and I, I like Joey Bosa. Um, plays with a lot of energy. And uh, I'm all in. I've gone with um, probably an even crazier name than that. Not really. Um, I'm going with JJ Watt, I think. I think he's going to be fired up if he can stay healthy and there's no setbacks from you know last season or anything like that. He is a machine. He is just he is so good and I mean he deserves the kind of recognition he gets because he's just such a difference maker. And you know without him you can 
Yes, they have um, Jadavian Clowney there at the Texans, but the team looks the whole defense looks completely different different when he's on the field. So not worried about Clowney taking some some numbers away because it does come down to to actual physical stats when it comes to these awards for riders, even though it shouldn't, because like even if he's not getting a sack, he's the most disruptive defensive player in the NFL alongside Aaron Donald as well. Yeah, and I think while yes. Jadavian Clowney could take numbers away. It also could work in his favor that it, there's not like a double team on Jadavian Clowney because um, J, uh, JJ Watt because they've obviously got to keep an eye on Jadavian as well. So yep. you know it could it could work both ways. Yep. Uh, all right, Coach of the Year. Um, just looking at this your funny. selections and my selections, um, we didn't do this together at all as well, which is interesting. Um, I I think if Tennessee make the playoffs and I think they win double digit games too, I, I really which is crazy when you think about it. I really think Mike Malarkey will get consideration. Uh, Bill Belichick should win the award every year. Like, he should have 10 of them, um, or 20 of them, however long he's been a head coach. Uh, but I feel like people love the narratives when it comes to the coach of the year, and considering Mike Malarkey was just trashed, and trashed on this podcast by both of us, probably more so that... Oh, Malarkey. Yeah, more so. <laughs> we used to laugh at the surname, though. That's Malarkey. But more so that probably from me being that they're in my division. But... Um, He's if the Titans get back to the playoffs to double digit games, I like him to win it. I think he's a real chance. It's crazy. Yeah, like you said, p- people do like the story around um the coach of the year and you know taking a team from nothing or um just just an unfancied team, a non-flashy team, but I I kind of see that all changing this year. I see the te- te- the Titans being potentially um a bit flashy. They have kind of every variety of weapon on offense. They have that young um, quarterback who is very conservative. He's super accurate, and he's got legs to, and pace to burn. So he's got he's got pretty much everything you need in a quarterback. He has a terrific red zone percentage when it comes to um, accuracy in the red zone, and they have, you know, a great double-headed running back monster in yeah. uh, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. So they, they really have everything on offense, and when... I think people were laughing a bit when he called it then the exotic Smash Mouth. Yeah, but it's true. But it's an exotic Smash Mouth. <laughs> Did I stutter? Exotic Smash Mouth offense. It's tough to say. It's so, good. Yeah, it's exactly what they do. Yeah, and I like it. Yep, I I agree. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. I've gone for the Great White Hope, Christian McCaffrey. Love him. Um, all in on. I keep saying all in on these players, but I just I love McCaffrey. Uh. Ever since we start, ever since we talked to his dad, even though we liked him before that, just but getting more background on him and his family and and everything, and and knowing how hard and how much he bulked up, I think he's in for a really big season. I think he's a really good player, so I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I like that. Um, I've gone with you like that. You like that. <laughs> Can't help himself. Um, my <laughs> offensive, my offensive rookie of the year is um. Another running back, I've gone with Joe Mixon. I think he possibly is the most talented of all the rookie running backs, and that's saying a lot because there are a lot of talented running backs in this rookie class, but if he beats out Jeremy Hill early for the starting job, or you know there is an injury to Jeremy Hill, not that we're wishing that, but if you know Joe Mixon does get the opportunity and he grabs it with both hands, he he may never look back and... He is that talented that, you know, we could be looking at Joe Mixon as one of the next great running backs. Yep, I definitely agree with that. 
All right, moving on to Defensive Rookie of the Year now. And I think this is a two-horse race, and I think we've each got a separate horse in this race. Uh, I've gone with Ruben Foster, who looks sensational for the 49ers right now. Their defensive front seven looks really, really good. And I think linebackers get, always pad the stats with so many tackles, and, and Foster's a ball hawk. And I think I think he's a genuine shot to uh, to win Defensive Player of the Year. Although your nomination will be hard to beat because he looks every bit legit. Yeah, every bit legit in the way that usually defensive rookies, especially um, those that are drafted, you know, first or second or the, just the top defensive player in general, usually in preseason and um, just off-season workouts and training and drills and things like that, you see flashes and you're like, that is what he could be. Yep. In the future, you you know you just you see certain things and you just think, damn, he he could be the next great thing. That's why they drafted him. You, yeah, you, you see that and you're like, that's the that's yeah. the thing. But not only that with Miles Garrett, you see that, but you also in preseason you already see like a product that you like. He could have easily been playing in this league for a couple of seasons mm. already. The he, future is now. Yeah, he just looks like an so NFL ready guy, ready to go, and he. He looks fast, he he has great movement, and he just looks terrific. And well done for the Browns for not trying to, you know, draft Don't Trubisky or anything like that. Kaiser looks good, if, if, Garrett looks if, good. If any of their other picks, like even if Peppers doesn't work out or Najoku doesn't work out, and Najoku looks great, by the way, too. He looks like an f- absolute specimen. But if you just come away with Garrett and Kaiser from this draft, you're fine. So, so well done by them. To be honest, they're the that they needed to get right. Yeah, exactly. But um, that sounds so simple, but so many teams just get the simple things wrong like that. Half the time, winning in the league is just not shooting yourself in the foot like so many teams do. Uh, comeback player of the year, I've gone with JJ Watt. Uh, I feel like he's got that in the bag. I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, you've gone with a different approach, even though you have JJ Watt winning defensive player of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I only chose someone different for this very fact that I could you know, try to win one of them. Yes, I could have said J.J. Watt and tried to win both um, and try to double down on J.J. Watt. But I've gone Martavius Bryant. If J.J. Watt doesn't win Comeback Player of the Year, Martavius Bryant, before he uh, you know, took some time off for various reasons, looked terrific. And he changes the complete uh, dynamic of this Steelers team and everyone improves. Um, you've got you know, less less double teams and less attention on Antonio Brown. You've got just another terrific outlet for Big Ben who needs who uh you know needs a player like Martavius Bryant to stretch the field to jump up and get it. He's an you know, he's an athletic wide receiver who can get up go up and get all kinds of um passes. Yes, Antonio Brown can do a lot, but some things he just he can't m- match what Martavius does. Yeah, so I mean he adds a, a completely new d- dimension to an offense that's already terrific. So, who knows? Yeah, who knows? A lot of good contenders for this. Marshawn Lynch would be a real fun guy to win comeback player of the year. Um, don't know what exactly he's coming back from. Just having a sick ass year, traveling around the world, promoting Skittles and Beast Mode. Yeah, um, spending it's a, a lot real of time rags down to under. Rich's story. Um, you know, it would be it'd be a fun watch for him to have an acceptance speech at a major awards thing like that, but uh, yeah, I think uh, JJ Watt's the short price favourite for a reason. Alright, and our last category... Which is probably the easiest. Yeah, who will have the worst record? 
Although the Buffalo Bills are coming in like, hold on, that's the Buffalo Bills music. <laughs> like glass shatters and it's just the Bills running down uh, into the ring. But I feel like the Jets are holding the title at the moment for the number one pick. And yeah, two every, hands, every time group. someone um, does something outrageous and silly and looks like they're tanking, Jets go, oh, wait a minute. I'm yeah. going to trade Richardson to the Seahawks now. <laughs> and they'll just try to... <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare trade our Lockie Edwards away. Don't you dare. He's a saint and you yeah. treat him well. Treat him well. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's our predictions. Uh, How do you like him? You reckon we'll get some right? I think we'll get a couple right. Um, a couple. A couple right. We just spent an entire podcast talking about all these predictions and you think we're going to get two right. Yep. Terrific. Exactly. All right. As we said, Green Bay versus New England is Woot's Super Bowl prediction. Seattle versus New England is mine. As always, you can follow the show at Woot and Why. You can follow me at JYNFL. You can follow me at This Is Woot. Please stay tuned for the rest of our uh, preview shows and all of our in-season content on iTunes and Stitcher and Audio Boom. 